Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. It's our interview show. It's episode 621. We really have some really great guests. Not only have we got one, we got the price, we got two for the price of one. What more can you ask for? And they're both really grounded in the WordPress community. Um, Natalie, I've known Natalie on and off for quite a long time. Um, she is deep in the WordPress community. So basically, we've got Natalie McLeese and Nathan Taylor. Both are founders of Simply Schedule Appointment Plugin, which is great. We're going to be talking about that and their journey into plugins from our agency. Um, I'm going to let my great co-host Stephen introduce himself first to the new listeners, and then I'm going to let uh, Natalie and Nathan do a quick intro. But first, my co-host. So over to you, Stephen. Yeah, my name is Stephen Souter from zipfish.io, where uh, we make WordPress fast by optimizing uh, the code that runs WordPress and the code that's on the servers. That's great. And Natalie, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Natalie McLeese. Um, as you said, co-founder of Simply Schedule Appointments with Nathan, and I've been building WordPress sites since 2007. Oh, she started young. She started when she was six. There exactly. we go. There we go. Um, and we've got Nathan. Nathan, would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Nathan Tyler. I uh, started doing agency and client work in 2004 and I picked up WordPress about the same time as Natalie. I don't remember exactly when. Um, and then it all kind of merges, doesn't it? Into yeah, kind of snuck up on me. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and Natalie and I met each other through the WordPress meetup world and we, uh, but she ran WordCamp LA for several years and I, you know, I helped with that uh, a couple of the years that she was running it. And then we, we started working together on on some plugins. As you do. Um, that's one of the great things about WordPress and its community. You meet people that you end up working with for a very long time. Um, before we go into the main part of this great interview, I just want to talk about our great major sponsor, and that is um, Castos. Castos, what can I say? Um, I was with another podcasting hosting provider for a number of years castos came on my radar i was being penalized for my success as the shows grew in popularity my um, podcasting hosting bill increased with that popularity then castos was recommended to me they have a flat rate a very reasonable flat rate so you're not penalized when your podcast really starts to take off um, then I found that Matt Medeus of the Matt Report had joined them as Director of Sales and Customer Experience. And I thought, wow, if Matt was joining them, I should really look at this. So I signed up for their plan. I paid for it out of my own pocket. Matt got had a chat with me. Um, I was looking for a new major sponsor. They came on and it's been a marriage Made in heaven. Um, I, I think it's the one of the best products for podcasting. It's got a fantastic user interface. It's the best interface, i.e. it's powerful but simple to use. That's not easy to achieve. And their support is superb. 
and the system just works. I am an extremely happy bunny. So if you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, go over to Castos, see what they've got to offer. I suggest you buy one of their plans. And if you do, please tell them that you heard about them, about them on the WP Tonic Show. It helps the show, it helps the tribe, and it helps them. So let's start. So, Natalie, um, you know, from what you sent to me, you know, you started as a web agency. You've increasingly now, I don't know actively if you're still doing any kind of agency work or if you've retired that completely, but you've become increasingly a plug-in shop. And you got this great plug-in, Simply Schedule Appointment, um, which looks great. I haven't actively used it. I am thinking about doing that. Um, it's in a very competitive sector, not only in WordPress, but all the SaaS competition. So what made you decide to go, you know, based on your experience, to go into that particular vertical? What attracted you to it? Uh, both Nathan and I have had to build websites for clients where they needed to take appointment scheduling. And we had both tried, I don't know, probably between us, at least a dozen of the different solutions that were available. And none of them were great. <laughs> they were all pretty lacking, hard to customize. Um not very fun to work with. Uh, so we thought we could we thought we could do better. Yeah, those were the WordPress solutions. I think we 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 both had just ended up using Calendly because Calendly is a pretty good product, and um, in, there's Calendly, Acuity, the, the heavy funded SaaS solutions out there are very feature rich. But like, it was a little clunky. Like we drop it into WordPress, and it had the scroll bars, and the styling didn't match. And then you know we'd be doing like a website, like a LMS site, and student would log in, and then uh, when they went to book a appointment like they had to enter their name and email again and it's like you're logged into wordpress we should know who you are so um yeah i think we we really looked early on to like calendly as inspiration we like want it to be as elegant and clean and simple as that but in wordpress um we just weren't happy with the wordpress solutions that were there over to you steven that's cool that like either you saw that need and you were able to dive in there how long has has that plugin been around about three years? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I lose track. I think about three years. I know. <laughs> I lose track too. Yeah. It is 2.01 and it's, in, it's the 12th of August, 2021. Yeah. <laughs> three years, I'm right. I just thought I'll remind you, actually. I know it's all merging into one, isn't it? You know. Well, it's been kind of a rolling thing too, because we, um, you know, we of course have a free version, wordpress.org, and we released that as soon as it was available. And then we released our plus edition and then our pro edition and then our business edition. So we have three paid tiers um, and we kind of just released each one as it became available. So for, for a while, we only had the free version. Um, and so <laughs> I think that's part of why it's slightly blurry. <laughs> yeah. So Jonathan was talking about... Um, an agency. Did both did, were both of you guys doing the same agency together, or you guys had your own agencies and then kind of worked on this plugin together? Yeah, we were both we were both running our own agencies, completely separate. We had hired each other a few times to help each other on a project because Nathan is 
much stronger backend developer and I'm a stronger frontend developer. So we had complementary skills, but we mostly did not um, <laughs> really working together until we decided to do our first plugin, which was draw attention together just as an experiment to see how we worked together. And that plugin's been um, more successful, I think, than either of us expected. That's cool. How was it scary to make like that step into going from agency client sort of work into choosing to build a plugin? Um, I mean, Nathan, you've been doing plugins for a little while, right? Before that, were you doing plugins too before that too, Natalie? No, draw attention was my first one with Nathan. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I had maybe half a dozen small little plugins that I tried that you know would get a handful of sales or you know had. Some success they did they did sell, but it wasn't enough to really like change the day to day. Like I was still just doing client work, um, so I, I don't think we we were very purposeful about doing it in like a limited. We chose draw attention because it was something that we could do was like a small enough scope. It wasn't like appointment scheduling that's so sprawling and never ending, um, <laughs> you know. And so we set a really tight timeline. We we actually wrote the whole plugin like at a coffee bean like at four hours a week. So we like wow. met on a certain day like from you know, eight to noon um, for, uh, I don't know, it was, I think it was maybe three months till we had the free version and then another uh-huh. few months to do the pro version. But um, I think we we both had tried lots of different side projects and products and different things in the past. And so um, with the agency stuff, like we, we knew that we wanted to work together and Natalie is like amazing, you know, user experience and design and accessibility and like all the front end things that I can't do. Um, but also when you're doing client work, like sometimes you don't get to really do like I like I would come in and I would start trying to pitch that oh I have this great you know user experience designer and I go oh, no we don't need that right like yeah um, so, uh, we don't interest in user yeah it's really that's hard like, to find the right that's client. like interest at all you know yeah it's hard to find the right client with the right project and the right budget to fit both of our skills and so I feel like after about six months or a year of us. Kind of. What's, what's this internet? What's this internet feed? I've never heard of yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we wanted to do draw attention as an experiment, and we just limited the time really tightly. That's cool. Uh, did, was like the decision to work at a coffee bean together. Like, do you, I guess this isn't necessarily a question. But like, I feel like as an agency and working in agencies, like finding carving out the time to work on your own products is like so hard. So was that like an intentional decision? Like we're going to do this and we're only working on these four hours. So it gets done and we keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't, um, neither of us touched the plugin, thought about it, did anything outside of those four hours. We just committed that we would show up at that time. We would work on it for that time. And then we'd go back and it was short enough that like the agency could take the disruption and then we could like go back and deal with the rest of it. Um, and then as it grew and we started to get support tickets, like, you know, both of us would kind of pick off support tickets throughout the week, but we would really like the first thing we would do when we sat down at coffee was get the inbox down to zero um, and go through the support. So um, yes, the dream of a successful plug-in consequence <laughs> of the dreaded support. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where like we would just meet there and only do support tickets or... <laughs> <laughs> when we were here and we were using the abacus to just like count yeah. down and try to get through the inbox. 
how how long had you been working on uh, draw attention before you decided to like tackle the next plugin uh, simply schedule? Couple years. I don't okay. think that long. Yeah, I want to say it was about a year because I think it must, we were... it must have been a very long support ticket. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I think there was a, there was definitely a middle period because we kind of finished draw attention. We thought we wanted to do this, but wanted to build it like as like a single page JavaScript app. And so we actually spent a little bit of time like we did a prototype with React that we ended up ditching and then uh, rebuilding with Vue.js. So there was a little bit of like technical exploration for maybe six you months. You don't want me asking, well, what were the main technical reasons for that? Obviously, I don't want to go too technical because it's a podcast. It's hard. But could you explain what, why that happens? You know, why you dropped React and you looked at another JavaScript I library? I could get let Natalie get deeper into it, but I would say, you know, we chose React because that seemed to be the way the WordPress community was mm-hmm. heading. And then when we got into it, it it's just a lot more abstract. Like if you're building your entire, like if you're building Facebook, right? React is incredibly flexible and will let you do anything. But um, I think there was just less structure and some of the, like there were definitely just some challenges. And for me being like not deep in the front end, I can jump into the view project and I can make edits. Um, It makes sense to me, just like the structure that's there and the way the templates are combined and laid out. Um, I can navigate it and make small edits, but with the React project, I... I, I yeah, well, I forgot <laughs> that we have got the queen of WordPress and JavaScript in front of me. She's actually written books about the subject. Yeah, I so. apologize, Natalie. I was being a bit dumb there. Um, no worries. So, can you... Can well, Natalie, you why do you think what, we picked it? What, Natalie, uh, um, what Nathan has said, the reason why you dumped React... Yeah, I found React really challenging to work with and not very intuitive. Um, I didn't like the approach to building out templates. When you're going to use a tool like a framework or a toolkit, the author of that tool always has a point of view, right? They always have an opinion on how uh, code should be written and handled and it can be really challenging if that point of view doesn't match your own. <laughs> so it's always good to look around. I mean, that's why we have so many different libraries is because there's so many different ways of thinking about code and approaching code. So you can always just look around and find one that more closely matches your own point of view on JavaScript and your own ideas about how it should be structured. And then it's much easier to work with because you're not constantly struggling against something that you don't necessarily agree with. It must have still been a bit of a big decision because, you know, you know, the, you know, these, the message from automatic from the WordPress higher echelon is react, you, you know, learn react, you know, and then you you decided you know, you're extremely experienced. Like I say, you've written books about WordPress and JavaScript, so you are an expert. So I just was fascinated that you still made that decision that, nah, nah <laughs> not, not React, we're going to look at something else. Was, was, did it, was it a little bit of a debate or was it really a no-brainer? Um, I feel like around the time we were making that decision, the Gutenberg team actually 
briefly considered going with Vue instead of React. Um, and I was kind of hoping they would make a different decision than they did. <laughs> but that it didn't work out. Um, I, I think it's fine because we... Our plugin is so specialized. We're not relying on a lot of uh, native WordPress things, right? Like we don't, we're not using custom post types and custom taxonomies. Like we're not tying into any of that part. And Nathan has, is like written this very clever way of handling all the classes and the database tables and all of that. So if we need to, at some point, we could lift some of the schedule out of WordPress and it could run on something else uh, because of the way we've written it. So I don't feel like it's a like a detrimental decision that we've made to run on Vue instead of React uh, because our plugin is pretty independent from WordPress core. Oh, yeah, I, I totally understand. There may be in our bonus content, I would, I would like to delve into that particular area of React and your views around it. Um, I think we're going to go for our break. When we come back, I'm really interested in asking um, Natalie and Nathan about how they view competition, the, the internal WordPress, and then all the external and how, which one is the most important on their radar in a way. So we'll be coming back and we'll be delving in with two true experts in the space of WordPress in a few moments, folks. See you soon. LaunchFlows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry, we've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. You've listened to Uncle Spencer talking about launch flow. Uh, um, so, like I said before we went for our break, Natalie and Nathan, you know, and like what I said at the beginning of our interview, you've got a lot of competition out there. Um, not only WordPress-based and some well-established competition, um, but also you've got a host of SaaS competitors 
offering different levels of integration into WordPress. So who do you really see as, you know, obviously you can't get fixated by your competition because, you know, you've got to do your, you've got to find your own thing really, haven't you? Um, but on the other hand, you do have to keep an eye on the competition. Who do you really see as your main competition? Is it in turn the native other WordPress plugins or is it the SaaS-based competition? Natalie, no. or, or Natalie. <laughs> yeah, who, you want to? Who's that to? Me or Natalie? Natalie, sorry, I was gonna, I was being a gentleman. I was going to leave it. So let, let's go. Let's go to Natalie. I, I can go too. When, oh. when, Which one of you wants to answer? Go on. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I like. I think early on, we definitely saw Calendly and made sure that we had some integrations into WordPress where if you've got somebody who's logged into, you know, your WordPress account because they're a member or a subscriber or whatever, and they go to book an appointment, it'll pull their information from their user profile and fill it in so they don't have to retype their name and email address and things like that. Um, And then we've worked at integrating the functionality of some of the schedule with other form plugins and membership plugins and things like that so that there's a lot of kind of bonus to using simply scheduled appointments instead of an external thing like acuity or calendly that don't they don't have that ability to tie into kind of what other plugins and things you might be using on wordpress um and then as far as like other plugins I feel like ours is just so different from most of the other options out there. Um, I don't, I don't know, Nathan. What do you think? Do you think all of the other appointment scheduling plugins are our competition? Um, no, I mean, I, I think when we we started, like, I, I think we were attracted to this market because of the competition, because it by definition <laughs> means that it's a big market. Um, yeah. I mean, both of us have done different products, projects, side uh, things that we've tried to launch where. They're very novel and clever, but you have to, nobody is searching for them and you have to explain them to people and their eyes glaze over and they stop paying attention. Like, um, this is beautiful how simple it is. Like, it's Calendly, but all in WordPress. Like, you can say it in five seconds, everybody understands what it is. Um, People are searching for it every day. Uh, Certainly over 2020, people are looking for, you know, appointment scheduling, remote, uh, you know, COVID scheduling type stuff. Like, so there's just a lot of inbound interest, and I think it's a it's a huge market. So um, I think we're never going to have more features on the checkboxes than Calendly or Acuity, these huge venture-funded companies, but we can be all of those things, but in WordPress, like deeply integrated, like our Gravity Forms integration, you can make a three-page form and selecting an appointment is just one field in a complex form with conditional logic, and we can tie it to the user ID who is logged in and um, we're working on a WooCommerce integration, so you'll be able to use WooCommerce to do payments and check out with uh, you know, prepaid credits or like any of the payment gateways that WooCommerce supports. So there's, like Calendly will never beat us at that. So we really just want to specialize on WordPress and our integrations. Um, and so I think the competition is not that important because it's just such a big market. Like, um, and if we can be the best, most integrated solution for WordPress, then like we'll be just 
fine. <laughs> we're, you know, we're not going to beat Calendly by any uh, metric, but it will be fine for us. No, over to you, Stephen. Uh, when you were like working on all of the features and stuff, I, I believe you mentioned like th there is there a free version of Simply Schedule? Yeah. How did yeah. you decide like what you were going to include in this free version and what you were going to include in the pro version? Like how do you start like thinking through that and breaking that down? Yeah, there's definitely some like obvious business features, like if you have multiple team members, right? Like that that's um and multiple locations and resources and meeting rooms, and like that's obviously the business edition. And then um, you know, we, we broke out, like if you're accepting payments for bookings, uh, we put that in a paid tier because, you know, you're obviously making money off of the solution. Um, and then there's kind of a third tier of things where like, if we're ever like on the, uh, fence about where we put a certain feature, uh, we decide if it's going to generate support. Um, and if it will generate lots of support, then we put it in a paid tier, um, cause we want, you know, that just how the WordPress ecosystem works, like the vast majority, like 90 plus percent of your customers are on the free version. Um, so, and we want to give it first class support. We don't want to just ignore the forum or, you know, not support those users or say pay to get support. Um, but that means we just have to limit the scope. Like, um, you know, if there's some complex setup that always generates support issues, then we just put that into a paid tier. So that's kind of how we begin to break it down. But it's very tricky. It's one of the unique factors of, of building a business, a plug-in business in the WordPress ecosystem, this, which SaaS companies, you know, but I suppose they do. I was thinking they didn't, but they do, don't they? Because they most a lot of them do have a free product. It's this balance about what you offer in the free product and what, so it's not crippled, and what you offer in the, paid versions that and if you don't get that if you're too generous on the free they won't pay for the paid version and if you're if you cripple it um there's practically no point it's actually damaging your business in a way so was there a lot of a learning exercise and changes little changes you had to make between the free and the paid versions I think we mapped it out pretty early on, and I think we've mostly stuck to that, right, Natalie? Yeah, I think we have. I know in Draw Attention, I think there's a couple features that we migrated down from the pro version to the free because we saw they weren't generating a lot of support. But for Simply Schedule, I don't think we've made any of those adjustments yet. Yeah. Oh, over, over to you, Stephen. So then how did you figure out, like the next step, right, after you kind of figure out those delineations and stuff is pricing. Like, what are you going to start pricing your your tiers at and your plan. Uh, did you like look towards like some of the SaaS companies that were doing it or were you looking at more at your plugin? I don't know, we were kind of talking about competition, whether it's really competition or not, but other plugins that are doing similar things and how they're breaking their pricing down or where did you start to try to figure out that number? Um, I think we maybe set a baseline based on Calendly's, I think they were charging eight bucks a user per month, like 96. So we kind of, we made our 99 plan, like it's pretty competitive. It syncs to Google Calendar. It does basic stuff that a single person would want to do with their scheduling. I think that's where we kind of began. Um, and then, you know, we, we made our other tiers. We've made a few adjustments to it, um, but it feels about right right now. So our tiers are 99, 199, and 299 currently. Um, what was you? So I was, I was just going to ask, so, so like once you figure out that pricing and kind of the feature set and stuff, do you like, 
I think uh, like something else that always is in the back of my head is like, how do you go about launching a plugin? Now you already had plugins that you had launched before. Um, so like, was there anything that different that you have done or things that you've learned from launching multiple plugins or what you've seen? Like, how do you, how do you start going down that path and thinking about how you're going to get this product out there and get people excited and talking about it and signed up for it? For assembly schedule appointments, we actually did a crowdfunding campaign very early before there was anything to release um, to get some support from the community and to uh, make sure that you know we could pay our rent and yeah. eat <laughs> while we were building it because yeah, it was a lot enough. of work. <laughs> how, how, how did that go? What, like getting a campaign together was that successful? Um, it was it was reasonably successful. Well, not wildly successful, but it was, you know, it was enough for us to justify working on the plugin and to give us some funding early on. Um, we got some, you know, good support from people in the think, WordPress community. I think you brought up a really interesting thing there, Natalie. You know, what I hope is, you know, seems to be happening is there's, you know, like with the bootstrap startup, Tiny Seed, and, um, you know, there seems to be more funds more individuals entering the wordpress ecosystem obviously they they seek equity in your business um but there does seem to be more ways of getting funding it's still a long way to go isn't there to kind of get some initial seed investment isn't there what, what's your feelings around that yeah with you know with our plugin like few months working four hours a week, we were able to get it out the door. So it wasn't a big deal for us to kind of set aside the time and, you know, take that risk of building the plugin and not knowing um, when we were done, if people would be interested in purchasing it. But with simply schedule appointments, that's, it's such a larger plugin, so much more complex. It's so much more time. <laughs> and it just orders of magnitude more time invested on both our sides to build something like that. And I think it's really needed. I think a nice um, equipment scheduling solution is really needed in the WordPress community, but it is really challenging to make the time to do something that large and complex as a side project with no income coming in um, until you can get it finished enough that people will be willing to pay for it. Yeah, it's definitely needs improving, um, but it is what it is at the present moment. We're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show. Um, Natalie and Nathan have agreed to stay on for bonus content. I'll be asking Natalie about some of her views around React and some of the other libraries. Um, because, like I say, she is the queen of JavaScript and WordPress. And uh, I'll be asking Nathan and Natalie what their feelings around Gutenberg and how it's affected their own business. So, and also Stephen will have some better questions as well than mine, which is normally what happens. <laughs> uh, um, so, um, Natalie, um, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and what you're up to? Um, for me personally, to just nataliemack.com, I've got links to everything I do and all my social media profiles in there. And Nathan, what's the best way to find out what you're up to and interested in online? Sure, uh, NathanTyler.com is uh, my, my home as well. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure that, that they are in the show notes. They're, they're also been extremely generous, Tribe, 
Um, they're providing a special deal for the tribe, which you'll be able to get on our newsletter page, um, which I'll make sure is in the show notes. And also we'll post their offer on the tribe's Facebook group page. Please join us there, the WP Tonic WordPress Mastermind Group. Hopefully Natalie and Nathan will join. And if you've got any questions about their plugin, um, they will be able to see those and answer them. But we'll make sure they're offering 20, I think it's 25% off, um, which is very generous of them. It's a great product. Have a look at it. So um, we're going to wrap up the podcast. You can view the bonus content and the whole interview on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. So go over there and watch the other part of this great interview. We'll be back next week with another great guest or guests for our show. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 